Hello and welcome to the first ever Podzak. My name is Zach Kirk, and I am the Zach for which Podzak is named. Um, and I'm also the host of this program. And so before I begin, because this is the first episode, I just wanted to uh, kind of discuss what this actually is, what exactly I'm doing with this podcast. And um, that's really, the answer to that is really simple. It's I'm making a podcast to make a podcast. Um, I think it's kind of cool. I think it could be kind of fun. I think it's an interesting uh, endeavor, uh, an interesting pet project. Um, I'm not doing it to gain any kind of listener base, uh, to get anyone interested in anything in particular. No one could listen to this, and honestly, I, I wouldn't care. Um, it's really for me. But at the same time, you know, hopefully if you are listening to this, you do enjoy it. Um, I'm going to put in a significant portion of time. I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be released on a weekly basis or... Um, on a particular day or anything like that. I, I honestly have no idea what what this is and what it could possibly become. Uh, but with that in mind, uh, this is the first ever Podzak. And Podzaks are going to be news, politics, or just things that interest me and things that are on my mind. Um, I think it could be nice to just talk about them, even if it's to myself. And uh, so hopefully you listen to it and hopefully you enjoy it. Um, so, with that in mind, the first topic that I wanted to discuss is Kanye West. Because, uh, I really am a huge fan of his music, uh, and his work. Uh, I'm really excited for the new album. I believe it's June 1st. I could be wrong with that. June 1st. Oh yeah, his is June 1st. Uh, Kid Cudi's with him is June 8th. So I am excited for that. But, at the same time... Uh, there's a lot of controversy surrounding him at the time. And um, while I'm still excited for his music, some of the things that he has said and done in the past week or week and a half have very much so rubbed me and many people the wrong way. Um, so he was on Twitter uh, about a year ago, and he would tweet a lot um and then all of a sudden, he just stopped and deactivated his account. And so he's now back on Twitter. And he's been tweeting a lot about love and um, philosophy and life and just making the most out of life. And which, uh, you know, that is a, a very good message. And then after that, he started getting into a lot of um, Trump stuff and talking about his support for Trump, calling him his brother, saying they have dragon energy, which is a weird se uh, statement. don't really know where that came from, but um, he posted a picture of him wearing his Make America Great Again hat. Uh, he released a song with T.I. about uh, why he likes Donald Trump, and um, it's been weird to be a Kanye fan uh, recently, especially being as I am very liberal, so it's odd. Um, but he hasn't wavered, he hasn't backed out of it, which in a way you have to respect him for, but mostly what he's talking about is loving everyone, um, which is a good message. But 
you know, it, I'm not really sure how to feel about it, honestly. Because, on the one hand, Trump has done a terrible job. Um, he's a bad person in a lot of ways. Um, and it, it feels weird to have an artist that I like so much also like him so much. But at the same time, you know, Kanye has said he agrees with probably about half of what he does, but it's really just love. And I have to feel like the sentiments or the statements that he's saying, he isn't articulating in the way that he wants to. I I feel like he's trying to preach a message of love everyone even people who you disagree with or who disagree with you. And that's something that I have to respect. That being said, I don't think that supporting Donald Trump is the right way to go about spreading that message. I I don't think that uh, Kanye has enough awareness about a lot of his policies or about policy in general to really call himself a Trump supporter or say that he really supports anyone for that matter. I you know, I haven't seen him talk anything about any kind of policy, which I mean makes sense. You know, he's a musician first and foremost. Um not to say that musicians can't be invested with politics and policy, but I I just based on what Kanye has said, I feel like he isn't. So I I do uh, like the message of love everyone even people who disagree with you, but I really just don't think that uh, being a Trump supporter is the way to go about doing it. Uh, Chance the Rapper, in response, tweeted out, black people don't have to be Democrats. And uh, that's actually something that he somewhat took back. uh, And, you know, he tweeted about how he really does not support Donald Trump. Uh, he was, which, I mean, I understood, he was a uh, big fan of Obama during his time in office. Um, his dad actually worked for Obama when he was still in uh, Illinois. But that's also another uh, very interesting tweet and very interesting comment. Um, and I, I feel like that was definitely blown out of proportion. A lot of people heard that and were like, oh, Chance the Rapper loves Donald Trump, or uh, Chancellor Rapper's a Republican. But I think it was, or the way that it was intended and the way that he later articulated it is a very interesting point, and that's that black people in this country are very much expected to be Democrats. And uh, the same thing goes for minorities, um, specifically Latino people. They are very much expected to be Democrats. And I feel like that's not uh, a great thing about our country. And it a lot of that has to do with the fact that we are in a two-party system and the fact that Republicans have time and time again made it harder for um, black people and minorities to vote, uh, have messed up uh, or have done bad things with immigration and inner cities and things like that. Um, but at the same time, Democrats often use identity politics and 
for some people in the African-American community and in the Mexican uh, and Latino community, uh, it's they're just not always the best option for them. And some of the things that Democrats care about aren't necessarily what everyone in that community cares about. And yet, people within those communities are expected often to support the Democratic candidate and to be Democrats, which I think is kind of dangerous because everyone deserves to have their own thoughts, their own views, um, and just because they're born black or they're born Latino doesn't mean that they should have that stripped from them, even if it's from the people who are trying to protect them more than you know, because Democrats do try to protect minorities much more than Republicans do, without question. But even still, uh, they deserve to believe whatever they want to believe. And even, even though Democrats have worked more for them in terms of immigration and things like that, not every Latino person cares about immigration, and not every African American is from an inner city. So it doesn't make sense that those communities are automatically pigeonholed into being Democrats and automatically expected to be Democrats. And so while I don't agree with the fact that Chance Rapper took back his comments, um, I really don't understand Trump's logic, or not Trump, uh, Kanye's logic behind supporting Donald Trump. Because while he's trying to send a message of love everyone, even if they disagree with you, and even if uh, you're enemies with them, you know, quote. Um, this is the same guy, though, that said in 2004, I think it was, you know, George Bush doesn't care about black people on live television. Um, you know, this is a guy who's been fighting for the African-American community for his entire career. And so it feels weird and it feels wrong that he is supporting Donald Trump regardless of the message that he's actually trying to send. So I have issue with that, for sure. But at the same time, I, I do, like I said, like the idea of love everyone, but I think he's really going about it the wrong way. And... You know, for people who think, or who have been saying, you know, oh, Kanye's only doing this for the publicity, or uh, he's only doing this so people talk about him, you know, I, I do disagree with that. I, I have to believe that Kanye really does believe the things that he is saying. I think he is genuine. You know, if there's one thing that you can say about him, he's eccentric, but he's also very genuine, and it seems like he believes what he's saying. And that makes it a little bit harder because, like I said, it's hard to accept the fact that he is a Trump supporter. But I do think that he's genuine about it, not necessarily um, doing it for the publicity of it. I do think he is intentionally trying to stir up controversy, though. Uh, he is one who's never shied away from controversy and usually welcomes it. And so I think he's doing it more so as a conversation starter than anything else um and it you know it's working to a degree people are talking about it 
but a lot of people are immediately discrediting it and saying that it's a bunch of nonsense, whereas I think it is a good conversation to have, the conversation of, like, do you know, first of all, do black people have to be Democrats, and also, should you just love everyone, you know, because in this society, we aren't good at accepting, like, a freedom of thought, and accepting people who have different beliefs than our own. That's something that, especially recently, we haven't been good at. Uh, if someone doesn't agree with you, then they're just wrong. And I think as a society, we've lost the ability to have a meaningful conversation about things in general. And that's something that I think can really hurt us down the road. Because at this point, it's either you agree or you disagree. It's like that scene in Star Wars where... You know, Anakin shouts at Obi-Wan, um, if you're not with me, then you're my enemy. And it it's ridiculous. It, it's really just absurd. And, you know, without the ability to have a meaningful conversation and to figure things out and talk about things and accept that people don't always agree with you, I think we're going to have real problems down the road. I mean, we're already such a polarized nation, and... You know, I only see it getting worse. Uh, I don't see anyone with the ability to have a meaningful discussion, which I think is a real issue. And so Kanye is trying to start a conversation, but I don't think anyone's willing to have that conversation, or at least the majority of people aren't willing to have that conversation. Uh, and then, I mean, later on, he said, you know, 400 years of slavery sounds like a choice, which is just a ridiculous statement um, in so many ways. But also, um, because he did somewhat clarify it, uh, that what he meant was, um, like, slavery, or that uh, people who were enslaved could have risen up and were, uh, their thinking was suppressed, uh, and that they should have risen up. But even that, I think, is just wrong to say and to try to blame <laughs> slaves for slavery is, I think, incredibly uh, wrong for the African-American community, coming from someone who was such a vocal supporter of the African-American community, and who, you know, in many ways is a vocal supporter of the African-American community. It, It's not a good statement. It's not a good thing to say. And it's very uh, wrong of him to do that. And I, he did try to walk it back, but not <laughs> really, which is not good. And he was called out at uh, TMZ over it, which is good. But uh, I I do want to be good with a lot of the things that Kanye is saying, but I really just, I, I, I don't know. I'm very conflicted about it. I, I'm not going to stop listening to his music. You know, I, listen, if I can still listen to R. Kelly... I can listen to Kanye for having beliefs that aren't the same as mine. Um, but it's difficult, and it is interesting. Uh, I do personally think Kanye is a very intelligent person. Uh, he He's expressed a lot of very deep thoughts uh, throughout his career, and I, I watched the entire interview with him uh, and Charlemagne the God uh, from The Breakfast Club, and it's a very insightful interview. 
um, he does have some good thoughts and is uh, clearly a very gifted genius. I think he's one of the most prolific artists of our generation, um, which makes it even weirder that this is how he's choosing to go about the message that he's trying to spread. Um, I am still very excited for his new music, though, I will say that. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be very good. But I, I think a lot of people are really just automatically jumping to, oh, Kanye is going crazy or he has mental health issues. And I think that's wrong to do. Just, you know, just because he doesn't agree with you or agree with the mainstream beliefs doesn't necessarily mean that he has mental issues or he's mentally deranged in any way. I definitely think that's wrong to say. But um, that seems to be <laughs> what a lot of people are automatically jumping to with him, which feels wrong. But like I said, I'm excited for his new music. Um, I do miss the old Kanye. But, you know, he's an artist. He evolves. He's, you know, he's changing. So we'll see what happens with that. But enough about Kanye <laughs> for now, I guess. Uh, another interesting thing that I read in the news that I stumbled upon, I think I saw it on Twitter, and then I, I read about it over on CNN. Uh, John McCain apparently has told his friends that he wants uh, Obama and Bush to go to his funeral and not Donald Trump, which is uh, bold, um, to say the least. You know, And I, I don't think that there was really any talk of John McCain actually attending the funeral. He didn't go to Barbara Bush's funeral because there's a precedent for sitting presidents not attending funerals uh, because, you know, there's a lot of security that goes with any uh, sitting president going to anywhere, really. So they don't really go to funerals out of um, or to honor the person because that would really take away from the experience to have all the added layers of security. That being said, it is interesting and weird that uh, John McCain has explicitly stated that he does not want uh, Trump at his funeral. You know, um, so John McCain has uh, brain cancer, if you're not aware. He doesn't know how much longer he has left. Um, but he's 81 or 82, I believe. And he's had a, a long career. And you know, say what you will about his policies, um, he is an honorable man, and, uh, you know, he's a prisoner of war during Vietnam, uh, and he is a, a good guy who cares deeply about his country. So, and I can't necessarily say that I'm shocked that he doesn't want Trump at his funeral. I mean, Trump's done nothing but go against a lot of the ideals that John McCain holds near and dear. And also, I mean, everyone remembers when he said that he prefers his uh, soldiers don't get captured, which is stupid and just a moronic thing to say and just wrong on, on so many levels. So I thought it's very interesting that uh, John McCain doesn't want Trump at the funeral and definitely not shocking you know, John McCain was one of the original never-Trump people. 
Um, I think it was John Kasich who wrote in John McCain instead of voting for Donald Trump. Uh, so it's definitely not surprising. But still, it is interesting nonetheless. And um, it'll be a sad day when John McCain goes. Um, you know, I, I've never really agreed with his policies, but he definitely cares about the country. Uh, moving on, there's also Trump's new addition to his legal team, which is uh, former mayor of New York, former um, attorney general of New York, uh, Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani's a weird guy. <laughs> um, if you saw any of his speech from the RNC, uh, it's wild. He's he's crazy. Uh, but I I think it's it's really funny how you know Giuliani was really hoping for attorney general or or some kind of cabinet position, and what he got is like the fourth replacement lawyer for <laughs> Donald Trump's personal legal team, not even for the actual White House, just Donald Trump's personal lawyer. Uh, So he really got the short end of the stick on that one. But it's also an interesting strategy for Trump. I mean, you know, Michael Cohen is, you know, he's screwed. There's a lot, uh, and I'm not going to go into that. There's there's too much, and frankly, I, I don't know all of it. Um, but yeah, so Giuliani is Trump's new personal lawyer after Michael Cohen. And one of the first things that he did was he went on Hannity because, you know, of course, Trump's lawyer is going to go on Hannity. And he said that Trump paid, uh, Michael Cohen back for the Stormy Daniels payment, which was a shocker to many people because for the longest time, Trump didn't even talk about Stormy Daniels, and then he said that she was crazy and there was no payment that he knew of and and things like that. Now his lawyer is saying, yeah, there was a payment, and, you know, Trump paid him back. So that could be huge um, for a lot of reasons. So one of the main reasons, um, I read an article that surveyed a bunch of legal experts on the matter, one of the reasons why the Stormy Daniels thing is actually a big deal, regardless of the fact that, you know, it shows that Trump's not a good guy, which is something that people know already. The reason why the $130,000 payment that was kept under wraps is a big deal is because depending on why that payment was actually made um, and depending on whether or not Trump knew about that payment that could be seen as an illegal campaign contribution, which under uh, FEC law would be um, a criminal violation. Because uh, $130,000 needs to be reported. The theory really is that um, the payment was made to prevent Stormy Daniels from talking about the affair right before the election, which would probably or possibly have hurt Trump in the election. At least that's what um, the theory is. And, you know, there's a lot of reason to believe that, you know, if the payment was made just before the election, 
it, it you know it makes sense that that would be the reason why the payment was made. However, if that is the case, and if Trump knows about it, that has to be reported because that is a a contribution to the campaign to help the campaign. Um, it's not a a personal thing. It's not that Trump. Well, I'm sure Trump probably personally didn't want it out either, but it's not a personal thing. It is a campaign thing. And so, because that needs to be filed, that could very well be a criminal offense if it turns out that that's true. So that's why, for the longest time, they were denying that it happened, even. They weren't even talking about it, and the White House was just kind of brushing it off and not really discussing it. So the fact that Giuliani in like one of the first things that he did as Trump's lawyer is he just immediately went, yeah, like it happened, but Trump paid him back. So uh, the strategy that they're probably going with on this is they're trying to get out ahead of Mueller and ahead of um, the New York Attorney General and um, the prosecution on Michael Cohen in case Cohen does flip. And they're trying to get out ahead of that and spin it. So, you know, I, I don't know if that's the best strategy. But at the same time, that could be the only strategy they have left. Because if Cohen flips, or even, honestly, if Cohen doesn't flip, you know, they there's evidence of the money transferred. They're, they're going to find out whether or not the money was actually um, transferred who did it, and all that, and whether or not Trump paid him back for it, you know, they will find that out, uh, whether or not Cohen flips. And so, if they get out ahead of that and say, yes, it did happen, but this, or but that, they can spin it. They can get it, however, they can paint the picture however they want to, so that if it does end up going to court, or anything like that, they've already kind of undermined the Mueller story, and they can um, really play it however they want to. So I think that's the strategy. Um, whether or not that works it remains to be seen. But on top of the fact that Giuliani's in addition to the Trump legal team, uh, Ty Cobb, the other lawyer, is retiring soon. And I believe he's being replaced with, uh, and I don't know the name, but... Uh, someone who helped with the Clinton impeachment. So that's interesting as well. Um, because a lot of... It looks like Trump's legal strategy is moving towards fighting off a possible impeachment. Uh, you know, he's... While Mueller is going with lawyers who work with financial crimes and impeachment, Trump is now also going with lawyers that that can handle that in case it does come to that. So, I, I don't know if it will come to that. That's really going to remain to be seen. Um, and that's anyone's guess at this point. No one, Everyone's just speculating. No one really has any idea what's going on. But the legal moves make it look like uh, something regarding impeachment could be on the horizon. Uh, Mueller may speak to Trump soon. That's becoming a very real possibility. Uh, the questions recently leaked of what Mueller was planning to ask Trump. Uh, Trump is apparently with Giuliani bracing for a Mueller interview. 
Uh, I don't know if Mueller's going to interview him soon or later, but if Mueller can get him on the record lying or changing his story or anything like that, he could turn this into a perjury case. And so there's a lot of avenues that this thing could go. Um, You know, I'm not going to speculate on anything regarding collusion or anything like that because, you know, I don't have all the facts. No one really has all the facts. Maybe Mueller, maybe maybe not. So I'm not going to do any kind of speculation. But just from a legal standpoint, um, it could be damaging to Trump to get on the record, especially just as someone who lies a lot of the time, someone who's not good at telling the truth. Um, It could definitely damage him to go on the record because if he goes back on his story, if he changes things around, now he's looking at a completely different kind of case. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of ways that that could play out. Um, Anyway, so I think I'm going to call it on this episode of Podzax. This was the first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, They will get better over time, hopefully. Um, If you liked it, great. If not, sucks to suck. Um, And with that in mind, my name is Zach Kirk. This has been Podzax. And thank you. Until next time.